0: When we're not in our consent, we tend to get disembodied. We tend to become not present. Our nervous system is crucial to having good sex. So if we're outside of our consent, we're going to disembody. We're going to disassociate. We're going to flee. We're going to run. We're not going to be present. If we're in our consent, we're safe. Then we stay in our bodies and we're present to what's going on. So if we know we can say no, then we're like, oh, so i um yes here. We can feel what we are comfortable with. We have to stay within a comfort. It has to be safe mm-hmm. and comfortable.
1: Buckle up. We have a very, very special guest on the pod today. We have Marisa Sullivan. She is a modern day mystic. She is someone that I have admired and followed on Instagram for such a long time before I finally slid into her DMs during quarantine, I believe. She is a dance mom tantrika. She is a pleasure witch. She teaches women and couples about sexual empowerment through sacred sexuality and really how to maximize the magic and the medicine of sexual juiciness, how to be authentic in our sexual expression, how to inhabit our yes and no, and how to understand the power of pleasure. You're starting to understand why I'm so radically obsessed with her. She shares her awe and respect of the wisdom of our anatomy, especially the female genital and pelvic bowl anatomy and their entwinement. She helps women balance their menstrual cycles, harness their fertility, helps them through birth, becoming a mother, partner, building communities, visioning, and all to create their lives on purpose with pleasure. She has so many certifications. She's a mind, body, life journey healer. She uses yoga, breath, meditation, Reiki, ritual, yoni, steaming, joy, laughter, breath work, creative play, sexual education. She's been doing this work, teaching and exploring for more than 25 years. And she's a Reiki master. She's also undergone extensive study with Betty Martin on the Wheel of Consent. And she also has a master's in theater for educational and therapeutic use. And why I am so excited for today's episode is because I have worked with her personally and she's really helped me through some really, I would say challenging times for myself as a woman and a partner and connecting to my own body again and connecting to pleasure really helped me alchemize a difficult time in my life. And she's making a difference to everyone she comes in contact with, with her brand of practical magic as it relates to empowered sexuality. So we're gonna talk about how to have better sex, more pleasure, embody sensuality that is authentic to you. And she believes love is a superpower we can all harness to affect change in our lives and the world. And that is why I am so excited to have her on as today's cosmic change maker. So, hi, beautiful. How are you doing today?
0: Thank you for being oh, here. Thank you so much for having me. And wow, just the way you read that, it made me more and more excited about myself. <laughs> <laughs> you should be. You are
1: a badass. You should be <laughs> excited for yourself. Oh my goodness. I love that note. Thank you so much for being here. You're someone who I, like I said in the intro, I found your work, I think through Maha Rose's Instagram years ago when I was starting to kind of get a little bit more fine-tuned and clear. on like, hey, like, sexuality. Like, I think we should look at a different way of talking about this, but I was looking for guidance and for real people. And some of the, I will say people I found online, I didn't really relate to, I did not connect with, they were like too far off in certain realms, which is beautiful for them. But when I found your page and your Instagram and the offerings you had, I was like, yes, yes. Like I I want to learn from her. So enough of me talking. Why don't you tell people about yourself and, and what you do and and you know the journey that led you here?
0: It is a long journey. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like 20, a long time of doing this work and investigating, but basically I was a yoga teacher and I was practicing a lot of yoga. And it was almost like one day I woke up after sex and while I was doing a lot of yoga and I said, wow, sex is really amazing and I don't think I've been as present as I am now and I really started to think about what what was going on and and I realized doing yoga that I the way I was doing it I was really in my body and I was also very connected to my entire body like that my pinky was connected to my pussy Mm. (laughs) that everything was connected it wasn't separate pieces and then It was this amazing thing of really breathing,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. of Mm -hmm. really like dropping that breath all the Mm -hmm. way down into the pelvic bowl and the bandhas. You know, you go to Mm -hmm. yoga class and they're like, squeeze your bandhas. But do we know what that really means? We also (laughs) don't want to just be squeezing our vagina and our butthole and our pelvic musculature all the time or never let's go. So it's this Mm -hmm. vibrant letting the pelvic diaphragm go up and down mm. so basically you're kind of like just touching your genitalia like all the time with your breath if you want to tune into that
1: oh okay so that so, happened
0: so you were like so that no. happened yeah so I was like whoa this is so much better and I want to keep going and I want to show other people so I went on this self-study this was like when I was 28 at that Saturn return mm, or, right it of really course. was dropping into my real adult self separate from what I came from and so I really just did a self-study and I got very involved in the anatomy and the pelvic musculature and how and the genital anatomy and I really started studying got interested in this idea that our that our genitalia is sacred that there were mm. altars built mm-hmm. to the <sighs> vulva like, and the womb, and that there were pictures, you know, sculptures of people praying to the almighty giant pussy, and letting the juices come down from it, and like, honoring that as sacred, and that I actually, you know, I also at that time, I had a a lot of sexual trauma, as we all do, like one and two women, all of us have been touched inappropriately, Mm -hmm. had our consent broken, but I had a lot of trauma, and that Idea that my yoni was sacred, and it, I could just keep elevating it. It really helped. It really helped with my trauma and just lifting shame and brokenness, feeling whole and endless. so that was great. And then I got really interested in the G spot. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Love it, <laughs> <laughs> which I like to call the G spot, like G E E, like G. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's named after Dr. Graffenberg, who, like a lot of our parts, and this is something that I got really interested in, that our vulvic vaginal anatomy is quite colonized, the mm. way it's named and the way it's labeled. Ooh. It's intense when we look at it. Uh. But if we study it and then reclaim ownership, so instead of letting this guy come in, even though Dr. Graffenberg was fucking cool, but. Uh, he was I learned later he was a really cool guy and he was quite ostracized for what he was saying about the G spot and there's a movement to call it the female prostate Mm. so I got interested in in that and female ejaculation and sort of the culture why don't we female ejaculate when it looks like it is this anatomical system that is a douche it's antibacterial it's antimicrobial it's built for us and yet culturally it seems like it's been kind of trained out of us. Mm. So I got interested in that and studying how to do that. And then gradually along the line I got into the work of Betty Martin. And she's so generous. She has a lot online. So I was studying with her on her videos online. And then in the past few years I've studied with her in person and again with her live and her teachers online. And so this wheel of consent. And tuning into the four quadrants of touch, it's incredible work. And when you say, like, there's a lot of sex educators out there and we need them that kind of like way out there stuff. And <laughs> that's part of being authentic. Like, what is it that turns you on? But there's something I love. Betty is out there. It's like, but it's like, how do you want to be touched? Here, mm-hmm. here's my hand. How do I want you to touch my hand? Or, how do I want to use my hand to touch you? Very, very basic. How do I want to be touched? How do Mm -hmm. I want to touch you? And who is it for? Mm, Who is it for? (laughs) Who is it for? Because there's a time, a lot of it, a lot of particularly women and fans, and get caught up in this is for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is for you. Okay. What do you want to do for me? But it's actually for you. Whereas, where is this? Is for me. What do I want? That's for me. So that's when we really step into authentic and embodied. Like if we ask the question, "This is for me," and what do I want?
1: I and mean, what I love about everything you're teaching, it is about sexuality. It's about sensuality. It's about pleasure. It's about you know the bedroom, but it's so much more, right? Because we have to learn how to do that in a certain like environment, so that way we can do that in the rest of our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot. What I hear from you about our sexuality and sensuality, it relates to how we move through the world then. Mm-hmm. And how we learn to say yes and no out of the bed in the boardroom or how we, you know, want to like in our expression in, you know, with our friends or in our art and our creativity. Okay, so you started sitting under Betty Martin and then What are some of the things that you're studying right now? Or, or, you know, you do so many things at once. Like, that's why I love you. And you're also so mutable. We're going to talk about like all your Gemini energy. You're always like learning and teaching. So um, you're working with Betty Martin. And then what are some of the like other more recent, you know, studies or tools that you've been exploring or working on now, like in your practice and with your clients?
0: Well, Yoni steaming, we call it, we could call it Yoni steaming. We also can call it perineum steaming. Mm-hmm. Because it it can be for the vaginal womb body as well as the penis testicle body, it is useful mm. for all bodies. So that is essential care. It's just essential care. So I study that. There's a wonderful Kelly Gazar is her name, and she has a site called Steamy Chick. So she's my mentor, and I continually study it and. Mostly learn from my clients as I'm working for, with people what's working. So, steaming is great. It also can release trauma. Mm. It can help heal trauma. It can heal scar tissue. There's such mm. an epidemic I find right now among my clients of uh, HPV and cervical mm. issues. So, it's hard because I a lot of things don't have to happen if we steamed regularly. Okay. And it's hard. I don't know how to, you know, it's like this legal thing. But like what's beautiful about Steamy Chick is she's a dataist and she mm-hmm. kept records. Mm-hmm. So she's worked with thousands and thousands of people and she has records. Like you have fibroids, you come to me, they're gone. Mm-hmm. They're having a, this issue. And I've had plenty of clients. They come and, oh, there's this thing on me and they don't like it. And they, it's pre-cancerous looking. And I say, okay, let's steam for a month or two and see what happens. They go back. It's gone. Oh, I
1: love that. Because yeah. yeah. well, yeah. steaming's been around forever. Like, forever our, but... like, I remember on hearing her, Kelly, on a podcast like years ago. I think it was Elizabeth DiAlto. And I was like, what? I remember being in the nail salon, I was like, listening to my headphones. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> what is this? And then she said something along the lines of us as a Western, like US culture, we don't do any sort of steaming practice. She's like, but if you look at every other. Like people in, you know, South Korea were doing it. People in like South America, people like people all over the globe yeah. are seeing me. And meanwhile, we're like, oh, that's so weird. But it's like, well, right. everyone's been doing it. And then I started but, mm-hmm. researching like, yup, yep, that's absolutely
0: yeah. right. Yeah. Kelly has this wonderful, like a, a global map. And it, it's been seen in every single continent, including Europe. So mm. I come from Italian and Irish heritage, and there's roots of it in Italy. Um, Mm. In Sicily and Sardinia specifically, where there are really a lot of goddess traditions. But basically in Europe with the witch burnings and with the loss of womb Mm. medicine and womb Mm. healers. And there was a male takeover of female medicine around bleeding, around birthing, around everything. So there was deeming in Europe. And you can see it all over Russia, definitely Asia, Korea, China, South America. So, and it's still, it's beautiful to look at, uh, for instance, Haiti, mm. Haiti, which is a, a country that has fought it being colonized. Mm-hmm. And that's a place that they're still steaming. And also Suriname is another place where it has lived. Uh, it was in Hawaii up till 1908. And then when Hawaii was colonized, the missionaries there said, you all are Steaming with the devil. You can't do that. You have to go to the doctor. And we lost our tradition. We all have this tradition of steaming. Isn't that so, quote
1: unquote, air quotes, interesting and coincidental that with colonizer patriarchal societies, like that's one of the first things to go is the connection to womb bearing people, connecting to their womb, connecting to steaming. And I know as someone who grew up on Long Island, my mom was very hippie dippy ish, but not with any practices like that. And, you know, my whole adult life, the only connection I had to my womb, to my pussy, to my health around that part of my body was just, yeah, like here's a tampon in health class. Here's a pad. Mm-hmm. Here's, a, here's yeah. a condom. Okay. Like there was no other. And that's why I remember when I heard Kelly speak about this steaming, I felt it in my body like, oh, that's something I want to do. To show, like, I love steam. You know, I love a good sauna. I love a facial steam.
0: I love a warm bath.
1: And that's I love, like, the relaxing, the self care, the pampering, like, steam and water and fire. It just all helps you, like, hold you in that sort of that womb, like, cosmic womb energy. And I remember thinking, yeah, like, we don't have any, or at least I didn't at this point, and no one that I knew and hung out with, we don't have any self care for, like, that part of ourselves, that anatomy, that sacred, like, Vortex of our body, we just what? So oh okay. So I'm gonna ask you some practical questions about Yoni Steam for people who yeah. want to get started at home. But I want to backtrack for a second because I'm yeah. just following You're like I'm on your journey. I am following my Virgo, you're a Gemini, we are Mercury, we are just I'm like I am like take me to the river, <laughs> take me to the cosmos. I'm like but I want to back up because one thing that I love about you, and when we were emailing about this. I, I had said something about sacred sexuality and use it just to clarify. I really prefer to put the work I do under the umbrella of empowered sexuality. And when I tell you, I just nearly fell off my chair mm-hmm. of like jumping up with like hands in my air. Cause like, I, I love this field, but this is not my dedicated work. I like to talk about embodiment I like to talk about sexual. I'm a very sexual person. I also grew up in a very like almost like culty church, which was like, a lot lot of unpacking around like purity culture. And so my journey as being an entrepreneur, as being a healer, it has to be woven through the thread of sexuality because I really believe like we can't own our fullness until we're owning whatever that means, our pleasure, our sensuality, sexuality for us. So when you said empowered sexuality, I was like, thank you because that's almost more of the word I've been looking for versus sacred sexuality. So would you mind just telling me a little bit about like what that means to you and that expression and why you use that versus sacred sexuality?
0: Yeah, thanks. And sacred sexuality is wonderful. And there's, uh, and I love the sacred I came in, but mm-hmm. this idea of embodied, like sometimes we get sacred, we, we're just kind of flying above. It's too lofty. Absolutely. It's like, and we're kind of spaced out. And yes, really good sex is a trance state, but to have really good sex, we have to navigate that trance state and drop into the here and now. And so just getting in touch with your own body, back to that, breathe into your pelvic bowl, back into Mm -hmm. here, here's my body, here, here's my breath, with my breath, here's my musculature, here's my skin. And. You know, where do I want to be touched? So we can get into a lot of us learn about sex from porn, like that sex, that picture out there. And it's kind of, no, I don't. But we think we want that. So what do I want? Drop me. In. How do I want to be touched? What does it look like? What am I interested in, in my body, in the here and now? And so the same thing if we say sacred, it looks like something. It looks like you. Mm-hmm sitting in a certain way you're doing it a certain way but what's sexy to me when do I feel sexy when do I feel turned on how do I turn myself on how how do I land in my own body so that landing in your body Uh tuning into where you are in the here and now and it's you know and if I if I'm planning a date night tonight or if I'm gonna be sexy I might think about what I might want and like, mm. oh, I really feel like this. And then I get there and it might switch too. Mm-hmm. Like my want in the here and now in this body, back to basics of breathing and being in your body.
1: I love that. Yeah, it's so grounded, so juicy. And like I love, yes, the word sacred, sacred sexuality, but you were right. There is something about the word sacred because it's like flying above us or more abstract or ethereal. And also everything you're talking about, I have chills because as someone who can be prone to anxiety or prone to just moving really fast. I just had a session Mm. with a a healer, my chiropractor who's like, again, intuitive. She does a lot of stuff around the pelvic bowl and and she's just brilliant. Dr. Lila Wolf. And she said, she's like, your neck is pitched forward because I'm always On to the next thing. I'm just on. I'm a Virgo. I'm a New Yorker. I have a lot of like passion. And so, what you're talking about, dropping into that breath and like being in the body is what one of my favorite tools for when I start to feel like my world is spinning or time is slipping away from me or I get frustrated or I I feel whatever the feeling is that like makes me start to feel out of sorts. And Every time I do that, I find so much of my own power again. I feel my inner child relax. I feel like my connection come back into spirit. So again, these tools are yes to get ready for a juicy date night and like be there and be in the moment, being you know, present during any sort of intimate encounter. But again, this is these are tools you can use. When you're stuck in traffic and you feel like you're gonna lose mm-hmm. your mind because you're running late and you're frustrated and you're getting stressful text, like same thing, same thing, like come back to that. So I, I love that you shared that. I love this approach. And again, you make everything so accessible. And I really appreciate that. So I guess that brings me to I love like the tools that you have. That's why I love you. That's why I wanted to bring you on the podcast. Because again, like I when I started to start studying this, I was like sacred sexuality. Okay, it's like Tantra and my partner, my husband, my life wizard, he is so open. He is, I swear he was like a sexual high priestess in a past (laughs) life incarnate. Cause sometimes he says stuff and I'm like, what? Like I, where did you, you did not learn that from porn. I'll tell you that good for you, wherever you channel that from. But on the surface, he is sort of a muggle. Like, you know, he played football, he works in finance. Mm Like, so when I started studying tantra, I was like, if I come to him and he would do anything I asked, but like, you know, eye gazing for a long amount of time and breath and certain things in the beginning. I was like, yes, I think he'd be into that. But also, I don't know, some of the practices that you've taught me and you came on our Instagram during the pandemic and you taught practices. And when I told him about it, he's like, oh, great. Let's do that. Like tonight, like sign me up Mm. because I don't know. There were just something about them was approachable. You understood. And you taught me, I think it was the, the wheel of consent and a touch and taking turns. So I wanted to ask you, what's a tool you would I love think, to share with yeah. people listening? Something that's like, this is a good place to start if you're on your journey, whether you're with yourself or with a partner or with multiple partners. What comes yeah. to mind? What's like your great yeah. foundational yeah. tool?
0: Yeah, yeah, I have one and I definitely want to share it. <laughs> 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 definitely want to share it. I just want to go back to Two little things. One thing. I just, So I, when I said, we said, and we're like, you didn't learn that in porn. I just also want to say there is great porn out there. Um, yes. When I say like porn, I mean like typical porn. And no, I just there's great them. porn. There's
1: great. There's Form, great erotica, yeah. porn, especially yeah, like femme yeah. forward. Yes. yes. I'm talking yeah. about like, yeah, whatever, no, like I just
0: want bigboob.com yeah, yeah. or exactly, whatever is out there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So just a shout out that porn can be useful and is amazing just to be conscious that it is again, and it go, will go into our exercise that the people doing it are really actually enjoying what they're doing. Like, that's the difference. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. That, and that's
1: all the difference. The and difference. that they're being, also that they're being respected and
0: yeah. compensated. They're in their consent. They're, they're in their, in their safety. they consent. Yes. They're okay. in their imagination. They're in, and then one little other image, just about, because this is so powerful about church. And sometimes, like, I just want to share this quickly and then and we'll go into the exercise. That I was in Spain in the Basque country and in the Catholic churches in the Middle Ages, there were these pictures of men <laughs> holding their penises and like rubbing them, and women like spread, and they were out the outside the churches and couples having sex. And what happened <laughs> was the church, the priest said, Hey, you all, we know you're you're having sex to procreate and you need children to take care of you, but we want you to remember that. Your body is made for pleasure. You have mm. great capacity for pleasure. Mm. And please have fun. Oh. Please enjoy your body. Oh, oh. Where did that? Where did that go? Where, where, where did that, that go? I didn't
1: get that on my Sunday
0: school lesson. Where no. did that go? And somewhere that got taken out, but that was there, even in that. And that they even realized that the nuns were ill because they weren't juicy anymore. They were drying out and they were having problems. And they encouraged them to use dildos and masturbate in the middle ages.
1: Shut up. First of all, I love just middle-aged dildos. Dildos <laughs> from the middle ages is like just an amazing concept. And again, it's so primal yeah. in us, right? And I mean, everything you're saying, it makes sense that To me, the strongest connection I have to the divine, to God, to spirit is, yes, when I'm in moments of ecstasy and I'm connecting to my body and to my partner or myself. So it also would make sense that like, oh, hey, we need everyone to think that they can only connect to the divine and God and all their power through like one person. Well, first, let's just take away sex and make it super shameful and super weird. Because that's the quickest way, I think, to strip people of their power is to make them yeah. doubt, or question, or feel ashamed of like something that's so natural, beautiful, and holy, right? So yeah. I love that you shared that. I love that you found that. That is A plus, A yeah. plus material.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's our it's, it's our radiance. It's our life force. It's pleasure. So here's the exercise. You know, we could do this all sorts of ways. So really bringing in, what do I want? Asking the question, what do I want? I could do this here with you and I could for 30 seconds, mate, let's say I'm going to sit here and I'm going to look at you and I'm going to say what I want Mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. So Maddie, I want to sit on the beach with you and I want to lay in the sun and be shiny and shine together and talk for even longer and talk in detail about fun that you've had. I want to talk about pleasure with you in detail. (laughs) I want to laugh with you. I want you to show me all of your favorite haunts in your area. I want you to show me secret beaches. I want you to show me how you have your your funnest Mm. days. So this is what I want. I'm thinking, looking at you. So I'm going to take a breath and just tune into... I want the summer to last forever even though I love fall. <laughs> yeah, I want to look at the ocean more. Sorry, I just like, <laughs> I don't want to stop. So this is an exercise love it. to tune into your wants with yourself. Now we, as a partner, you might just you know look at look at each other and we, and we get it's nice to do it very simple. So to do it non-sexual to tune into the sensual and the touching. Mm. And this is a big thing, you know, I somewhere you said something you know, coming, you said, with our friends, everything like there's a, we're all extremely tough, touch deprived, probably mm. still. Mm-hmm. And I find still I'm with my friends now live and I don't remember how to drop into their laps and mm. hug them and touch them more. So we just we probably want all sorts of sensual and huggy and comforting touch even more than maybe we want sex. And then we could want sex too, but (laughs) there's probably a lot in between that we're missing. So we might just tune in, you know, say, we could look at our honey and we could say, all right, honey, let's take three minutes each when each of us receive some touch that we want. So this is called the three-minute game. So maybe I've come, I've had a, a hard day and, you know, it's honey, will you rub my shoulders Mm -hmm. for three minutes very softly and just will you wash away all everybody Mm -hmm. else's energy off of my back and you know we could sit with our honey and receive Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. but it might be nice to you know really tune in what do I really want oh honey I had such a hard day like Mm -hmm. Will you pop my head like I'm a little baby? And- mm-hmm. Will you just pat my head and will you tell me that everything will be okay? Will mm-hmm. you? What do I want? Mm-hmm. And will you asking that of each other? Maybe it's not touch. Maybe what we need is, hey honey, will you tell me what you love about me? Because right now I uh. not. And what I love to do uh. with couples sometimes is combine them. Uh-huh. So I'll have couples, one person's receiving. So how do you want to be in your honey's lap? What kind of touch do you want to receive while your honey tells you what they love about you? Mm. Receiving that for three minutes, just mm. receiving, and then exchanging. And then the other person tuning into what they want. Oh, will you push my back down? Oh. Yes. <laughs> will you? Will you really? Will you stop, shake it out? Yeah. You know, somebody might need to receive different things. What I love about that, I mean, so
1: many things. One, learning to ask what you need and what you desire. Again, such a good practice. But then like receiving, which I love the three minutes. That's what really helped me because I think that it's natural. Like someone make you, makes you feel good. And whether it's coming from a really beautiful conscious place or a subconscious shadow of our, you know, our inner child that like we're not allowed to receive for too long or something mm-hmm. we kind of immediately can jump into like, oh, that felt so good. Let me do something to you right now. Mm-hmm. And it almost like it's like disrupts. It puts like a jagged, like... like a a jacket through the beauty of what's happening because you're disrupting how the person wants to pour out their love, their sensuality, their affection, their attention to you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and you're so tense. it's, It's like not even getting through. And I think that learning how to receive is not only so powerful for all of us and helps heighten everything else, all of our magic, our intuition, our creativity, our love, our frequency. It's a gift to the other person. Mm-hmm. you're just laying back your letting mm-hmm. you, trust, you trust me enough to just receive, you know, this feels good. And when you love someone, you care about someone, a friend, a romantic partner, a long-term partner, it feels good to make them feel good. And so when they receive it, you're like, yeah, look at me, look at what I'm doing. This is great. So that three-minute exercise is so so powerful. I think that it's a beautiful practice. And again, to me, that is what I said, like, this is empowered sexuality. That's something you could do that with someone you're da- dating for a week. That's not like, ooh, mm-hmm. I have something that, like, are we there yet? I don't know. It's like everyone could benefit from that. Friends, I love the thing too of telling me what you want. What do you desire? When you were talking about that, I was like, yes, I would love to take you to the beach. And that touch thing. I was thinking like, oh, let's go to the beach and I want to like lay my head in your lap and I want you to play with my hair because I'm like, I love that like, you're creating this, like a manifestation of like, and then you're tapping into like the beauty that we can really experience together as friends versus like, oh, what are we going to do we hang out? I don't know, just sit around and talk mm-hmm. about blah. It's like, oh no, like you're painting this picture yeah. that's getting me a good form of energetic
0: foreplay. I'm like, yes, oh <laughs> my God, yes,
1: come to Mondo. <laughs> get on the train right now. Come to Montauk,
0: get your butt out here. But recently, I've really had fun every season. I sort—I of, think like something really fun I'd like to do, some pleasure, and you, mm. yeah, you know, like that big picture. So, and I'll get into a want. So I really, and it's not fun because I don't drive. So I, for me to go some places, sometimes it's a little tricky. So I really wanted to go to Storm King. Storm King is this big sculpture park. It's beautiful, and I had I was like. I want to go to Storm King. I want to go to Storm King. And it's so beautiful when you follow that want. So then when I did go to Storm King, it was so luscious because I was satisfying mm. this. And I went with this beautiful friend and, and she just loved it. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember years ago in that first good sex moment, I was dating this guy and he left me a phone. It was back in the answering machine days. And he left me a message on my answering machine. I mean, do you even remember? You don't know. I, 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 I remember <laughs> when I was little, but yes, yes, yes. yes. And I came home and I hit play. And he was like, so tonight, what I want. And he, it was so fun. He laid out this whole scene. So I want to do this. And then I want to do that. This was years ago. And I still think about it. It was so awesome. Because then also I could listen in and, oh, you want that? Okay that i'm up for i don't know about that but you know and <laughs> you really process it right and enjoy
1: it and digest it and think about it and also have time to think about yeah like maybe i don't actually want
0: that and that's fine too but mind stuff great. too. Yeah, yeah yeah i'm up for that not that like putting those is so sexy when you talk about your limits mm. and your boundaries and you lay out your wants before it. It doesn't. So many people are like, oh, I'm going to sound demanding. Oh, it's going to take the fun out of it. It's going to take the spontaneity out of it. No, it's going to be so freaking sexy.
1: So sexy. So sexy. Okay. And that leads me to the next thing I wanted to ask you about because I had like a million things I wrote down here. And while you're talking, I'm jotting down more notes. So thank you for those practices. Thank you for your generosity of your wisdom. And oh, so, so juicy. Let's talk about a little bit about consent. And like why consent is actually truly very sexy. And I want to talk about your empowered no, that leads to the Mm -hmm. enthusiastic yes. A little bit about that. Mm -hmm. When you wrote that in the email, I was thinking of right before quarantine, I went to one of my dear friend's birthday parties and it was this like ecstatic dance party in this like underground club somewhere in the meatpacking. It was like very, the coolest thing I'd done in a while. And it was so fun. And my favorite part of it was, it was just like, we were free, we were in our bodies, all around the dance floor, they had these signs up that was like, consent is sexy. Everyone here has the right to say no. And everyone has to respect that no. And that's what's going to lead to like, and it really was like the sexiest dance party Mm -hmm. I'd ever been to in New York because it was all very consent driven. So I would love just to hear if you have like a hot take on that. I know it comes up a lot, but I love the idea of consent and boundaries as being not just like A nice rule and a regulation, but actually something that leads to more pleasure, to more sensuality. So, do you have any like just thoughts you want
0: to share on that or tips for people getting started with their consent practice? Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is when we're not in our consent, we tend to get disembodied. We tend to become not present. Our nervous system is crucial to having good sex. So, if we're outside of our consent, we're going to disembody, we're going to disassociate, we're going to flee, we're going to run, we're not going to be present. If we're in our consent, we're safe, then we stay in our bodies and we're present to what's going on. So if we know we can say no, then We are like, oh, so I um yes, here. We can feel what we are comfortable with. We have to stay within a comfort. It has to be safe Mm -hmm. and comfortable. Even, and this is where like BDSM can be an amazing place to look at consent, you know, because okay, so yes, I want to be outside of my consent up to here. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Like I it's like I want this, and and it's actually laid out where the line is. So then that unsafe is actually safe Mm. it's just yeah it's really about giving ourselves permission to be absolutely present i love that and and so i think often we do need to be we have to say that no like Mm -hmm. we have to practice it we almost and Mm. at the beginning if you have ever been to a cuddle party you know a cuddle (laughs) party or any of these things we'll sit around and say okay i'm gonna ask you five questions and just say no you know Will you dance with me? No. Will you blink your eyes? No. And let people have the practice of saying no. So then they know they can Mm -hmm. say no. And then, and just when we, a no is a yes to something else.
1: Okay. I love that. A no is a yes to something else. And what I'm hearing from you is, yeah, like figuring out your no, like in your body, checking in, oh, that doesn't feel comfortable. doesn't feel pleasurable. And then practicing saying that no, and just that, just no. Yeah. Short and sweet. Yeah. Oh, that's so powerful because you know, I think so many of us are healing through. I mean, obviously, like you said, we all probably have some level of sexual trauma and some of it is more extreme than others. And there are, you know, definitely informed specialists and, and somatic healers and many people out there to support them in that. But if you are dealing with, I think we all had a moment in our life where I think our consent was taken away from us sexually or otherwise obviously and that's like so to yeah. practice that and just saying that seems so healing and it's it's almost seems so like shamanic like you're going back yeah. and retrieving little parts yeah, of yourself absolutely. right <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and so the first time I went to uh I'll be quick because I'm coming to the end but like the, I went to the like a pro it's called Betty Martin's uh resident it's a intensive five-day training and we're just going around the room why were we in this wheel of consent workshop why were we here what was our work and I'm like shaking my body's shaking as we're talking about consent and and shaking and we're just where are you from we're in Seattle we're over in Seattle and and then it finally gets to me and I and I say I'm from New York City and it hits me all the unconsensual touch that I deal with riding the Mm. subways and walking down and and the way I'm armored against touch. And it's not like it is like now it's so nice we don't have as many people in subways, but you were right up against people, people in your face, people mm-hmm. touching you completely. And talking about consent deeply for the first time, my body was revolting. All the unconsensual touch I put up with commuting in the subways on a daily basis. So that frees me to like then be conscious of it and like okay i'm going in the subway do i really want to do this or do i want to get on a city bike and not deal with that mm-hmm. maybe mm. where we're, okay i'm out of my consent am i okay with that can i change it and mm. be just really getting conscious 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 mm.
1: okay oh so good these are amazing tools all right so Thank you for that. This is an episode. I already know everyone got to listen to it twice and take the pen and paper out because they threw some <laughs> really juicy yeah, practical yeah. magic cosmic Rx's to really help people like, yeah, like understand this. And now as it, you know, for you, I want to just go over your chart a little bit. We always like mm-hmm. to talk about our cosmic change makers through the lens of their chart. One, in hopes mm-hmm. that it gives you something as a thank you for being here, illuminate some more of your magic or, you know, articulate something for you. And also I like it because I know when I was looking to step into my purpose more, and feeling so lost and feeling so everything, imposter syndrome, overwhelmed, not ready, not qualified. It really helped me to hear other people's stories. But now with astrology, it's also the validation of like, hey, if Marissa has this in her chart, like you might have that too. And it's actually speaks to like, this is one of your gifts to like live in this and own it and like stop looking for permission from some outside source, like just go. Be. we need everyone in their magic more than ever right now. So do you have any questions or anything that you like want to go over in your chart or something, or I can just kind of go over your superpowers and what's ahead. The oh, I- there is some juicy stuff happening around the corner. Superpower sounds good, right? So, you know, just for everyone listening, you are a Gemini sun, which you know, Taurus moon, and then Aries rising, according to like how I have my chart system. And the thing that first of all, when you're talking, you have a Taurus stellium. And to me, I look to Taurus in my own chart or everyone's chart of how they can drop into more grounded five senses pleasure. So the fact that you have one, two, three, four, four major placements in Taurus. And it's all like in your 12th house of like spirituality and karmic connection and where our 12th house is, is like where we see what other people don't, or we have to like explore sometimes through trauma and through like heavy things that happen to us in life, but to better understand, like, it's like this stuff doesn't come to us right as a kid. It's like, we got to go through some, a journey to understand it. And then we get to almost make a profit for that to the world. And so you have this, all these planets and Taurus that like you're here to really like drop into the sensual experience, you know, what does it mean to be that earth-based Venusian goddess? Exactly what you do, like Venus, Mm. beauty, love, pleasure, but then earth through the senses and the everyday and how you, you know, drink your coffee and how the rule be put on. Every time I talk to you, I think why I love talking to you so much is I just feel you slow me down. And like, Mm. it's that like sensuality that we only get from slowing down and like not hurrying and just allowing ourselves to feel everything deeply and you know i always think about like tourists it's like that empress card to me it feels like those paintings of like someone you're know, lounging in a silk robe on a velour beautiful like couch and eating like chocolates and grapes it's like yes like i love that so you having that, that Taurus tell, it's like you have a natural intuition. It's your moon, it's your Mercury, it's your Jupiter. It's where you're blessed with this. That's your Mars is what motivates you to bring this out in the world, study it, understand it, embody it. And then Gemini sun, now you're here to teach it. It's like, okay, now go talk about it. And mm-hmm. I find that Gemini's, I love the way Gemini's minds work. And like your superpower is like, you take something, you synthesize it, you chew on it, you digest it, you apply, you're constantly like turning it over and over. And then you're getting to bring it out into the world and integrate it in like ways that can reach many, many people. And you kind of know like who you're speaking to, you know, the right things to say, and you're constantly on a journey, which is why I love when we started talking quarantine, you know, obviously there's a lot going on covid Black Lives Matter. We're in a big, you know, we're in the big North Known Gemini moment. We're all meant to Mm -hmm. question everything we've ever known. Mm -hmm. And I love looking to Geminis because you're so good at that. You're so good at like questioning, like why, who said, where did that Mm -hmm. come from? And when you're looking at shame and colonizing of, of, you know, the female anatomy, uh, questioning things. I think the work you do, you don't really want to learn something 20 years ago and be like, this is it. This is the way it's done. Because the work that you're doing is like, <laughs> your it's like, no, there's always something new to learn. And you might learn something and have to unlearn it, relearn it, like new perspective, new people, new identities, like listening to new voices. And that's part of your skill set and your superpower is to like stay in that mutable Gemini and to really like listen to cuz Gemini always gets the rap of like the talker but Gemini energy is a lot of listening. <laughs>
0: Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, you know, we love that and it's in your third house of communication so it's like it just comes so naturally to you speaking, teaching, you know, I would love to even see more of uh, one well, I'm, I'm going to kind of lead into something in the future happening but you know, you're entering you're right on the precipice, you're crossing the threshold into your second Saturn return, Mm -hmm. like coming down. And this is like the moment where you're really gonna embody like the crone, elder, way shower energy. Mm -hmm. And like, we really need that a lot, especially from high integrity teachers. And I think that, especially in like the realms of spirituality and sex educating, there is something for saying, like there's no gatekeeping. Everyone should learn about it. Everyone should, it should be accessible. But there is something that you benefit from as like sitting at the feet of elders. And I think you could probably relate to that in your own career, like mm-hmm. in your own studies. Like you could teach yourself something from a book, from a website, obviously. But when you sit with someone who's dedicated their life and their craft to something and just sit, it's like a transmission just by being mm-hmm. with them through their experience. So you're about to kind of like, like this next year and a mm-hmm. half, it's almost like you're getting your throne ready, figuring things out. Nice. <laughs> and you're ready to like really step into the next level of like heart-centered leadership. And I saw on your website that you love the study of like crone wisdom. So I'm very excited and I think 2022 is going to give you a sneak peek of what that might look like or an opportunity to write, teach or share your message to like a new audience through a new channel like in a new format if that makes sense like a book or a podcast yeah. something that's like a new does that yeah. make sense to you? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's time. Okay. It's it's time, <laughs> baby. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. And then, you know, maybe leading into all that, weaving it all together, I want to speak one more thing on a superpower, one more thing on a forecasting. I want to commend you. Congratulations. You are living your soul's purpose.
0: <laughs> mm.
1: We know it's, it's dynamic. It's fluid. It can take many iterations, but you have your North Node is in Cancer and it runs through your third house. And North Node in Cancer is your whole being, and this is not just your career, your J-O-B, like it's about like how you move through life, how you have relationships, how you understand yourself, how you create your art, how you understand your resiliency and self-care is all through the lens of like divine feminine energy. And your soul came here to bring healing and liberation and empowerment to feminine energy. However, that wants to express itself, but to live in a way that brings people together more in circle and to be collaborative and to tap into the healing powers of the body and nature and to listen to your intuition and to return to ancient like women's medicine and through your third house. So teaching that, learning about that, writing about it, bringing it to your community, bringing it people around you. So I would say that like gold star, you're really doing that. And it's clear every every time you took a step, like in that Saturn return, every time you took a step closer to this, you're stepping into more ease, alignment, but you're also clearing a lot of karma from mm-hmm. your life, from your probably like generationally. So we love that. We love that journey. And you're also clearing like your shadow energy. This is really funny, what you're leaving behind your South node, like in a past life, it's Capricorn in the ninth house. So Capricorn is like the patriarchy, a little bit more having to do with tradition, structure, you know, like the way that more like the way society has been run up to this point. And it runs through your ninth house of religion. So it's like, you're really here. And the third house in some studies is the house of the goddess and earth-based spirituality. So you have this North Node in Cancer running through like stepping into more goddess and nature-based spirituality and worship and rituals and leaving behind sort of that like Capricorn, patriarchal, religious-based living. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, you are such a, like, you're going to be like my North Node Cancer archetype when I like <laughs> describe people what that means. And again, it, it can expand and widen to whatever you want from there, but you're doing that, which we love. And then the thing that I was very excited to talk to you about and probably why you talk to another astrologist, another astrologer today, <laughs> because the universe is like circling you, like trying to get you know through to you with a, probably a special alert, a special notification. You are beginning like a really intense and beautiful and transformative eclipse cycle on all that Taurus stellium. So on your moon, on your Mercury, on your Mars, on your Jupiter is going directly November 19th or November 18th is going to be like an eclipse on that. It's the first Taurus Scorpio eclipse in 2021 years. Mm. So you're going to start to feel it middle of October and it's going to feel to you like an ending of something around how you make money an ending of like your values, your resources, like something's like a, a chapter is closing off and a new opportunity is going to, kind of present itself and then it's going to be up for you for the next six months to kind of figure out what does that mean what does that look like how do i Mm -hmm. cultivate that nurture it how do i prepare for that and then come may i would say maybe like a big payout time for you like money and but also like emotional fulfillment um new things that you desire a new like you're setting your sights on something new but it's gonna be a really big time for you. So I would say leading up to this eclipse, like, yeah, what are you ready to let go of? like where is there a release happening? and because it's going through your Jupiter line, I'm just gonna tell you, dream really big dream really big. <laughs> really big when big Sky daddy Jupiter is on board, it's like you have a Midas Touch, Daddy Warbox, and like a three cherry slot <laughs> machine on your side. so yeah. <laughs> nice. So you have a really beautiful, expansive um fall coming up. Okay. But wow. it also might feel why we why we read astrology, why we look at this, is because in the moment, if you're not prepared, it may just feel like, why is everything different? Why is everything changing? Yeah. Why was I focused on one thing and I'm getting pulled in a different direction? So eclipses teach us about the power of intention, faith, and then surrender. So does that make sense to you? Do you have any other questions on that? I'm I'm very excited. I see why, like the astrologers are circling around you
0: today. Yeah, that sounds, I love it. I have, I, it's almost like I don't, I'm very spontaneous. So I I, mm-hmm. I don't have direct clear plans. It's like all unfolding. So, I, but it also makes sense to me because it's gonna happen. Yes. And I, I really, I had a book that I wanted to write and I wrote out the whole book. And then of course it's one of those, it already existed, book on the G spot, mm. which is a great book. So I've been waiting for what is my book? I know okay. I have a book,
1: so it's coming. Okay, let's pay attention around that eclipse mm-hmm. time. And you'll mm-hmm. feel the portal start to open up in the middle of October. And then like from November, let's say 18th to December 19th, that's like a month of just crazy downloads, connections, because then we're going to finish out the Sagittarius eclipses that very much affect your sun. So I would say that's going to be a moment. I would say pay attention to the ideas, the invitations, the opportunities that like present itself or where you see things that are really like ending out to make space for, for new, for something better. You do have a book in you. Your chart yes. is like screaming book energy right now, right? Yeah, we know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. awesome. Well, that's going to be birth out of you. I'm very excited to yeah. see what wants to move through you. Uh, so much. I mean, I could sit here and talk to you forever, but I guess for time's sake, we'll we'll wrap yeah. it up to honor your time. But I guess I would ask you the last thing, like for you personally, we talked a lot about your career and your purpose and your work. But is there anything that you want to share? That's something that's really present to you right now, like something you're working on, or something that you're just holding in like your consciousness, or you know, a book you're reading. Something you want to share with everyone? There's
0: so much. Well, Betty's book, Giving and Receiving, is out there right now. So Betty Martin's book that's what it's called the art of giving and receiving mm. definitely definitely read that and keep steaming keep steaming <laughs> steaming and really steaming it's we do it every every month you know it's not mm-hmm. one it's not at once in a while we do it every month it's like brushing your teeth so mm-hmm. keep in touch with with me and steamy chick and please and get all let's like really make steaming normal and natural Mm. and and that our teens are doing it yes Um, so really and very it's so simple it's so simple and you can see it's getting simpler you so keep seeming I haven't done this before I used to do this thing called tantric date night Mm. and it was a connecting night for couples and it was a one and I'm thinking to have three-month course for couples Mm and to come together and be together as couples kind of like you know a couple I mean, it's couples ther- group therapy but it will be exercises so that will be the first time i'll do that next it'll be coming in february so to be looking i'm thinking of you know working on that spending more time longer period of time with couples together instead of one night and practicing these mm. 3 minute game uh, practicing exercises together and then and seeing how that goes out as our love is visionary so I've been working with singles and I'd really like to get groups of couples, couples. together and work with couples and and a lot of my singles are saying like how do I get my partner in here too thinking about that like okay. getting I love getting both that. of you together yeah couples also that's very Gemini Louisville. rules the two yeah. the other so doing
1: things together yeah. with couples yeah. Yeah. And then I know if people wanted to reach out and find you, like I, I did a virtual steaming session with you that I highly recommend. Where can people find you if they want to connect with you to either take a course or to work with you one-on-one? What's your preferred yeah. contact?
0: So I'm Marisa Sullivan Healing dot com. That's my website and I'll have any events there on Instagram. I'm Marisa Sullivan one. And yes, absolutely. It's a the steaming. You could come and do that with me virtually or live if you happen to be in Brooklyn. And I move around sometimes. But it's a two-session process where we do a diagnostic and then sit together and do your steam. And then from there, you keep troubleshooting because steaming, you move with it. You're watching your moon. You're watching what's happening. Maybe you're adding more steams for fertility. Do it with me, please.
1: Yeah, I cannot speak. Marissa got me through my life wizard's heart surgery. Like I had a session with her that was just life changing and really shifted the whole energy that I was, you know, coming to the situation with, and and connecting me back to myself. So, yeah. thank you. Please reach out to her. Like I said, so much wisdom, so much juiciness, so much practical magic here. Uh, Marisa, thank you so much for being here, for being so generous. And thank um, you for that reading. That reading uh, was magic, magic, magic. Oh, (gasps) I appreciate you so much. So bye, everyone. Thank Thank you.
0: Bye. Thanks.